from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning, security gang. We're here at the Data Connectors event in Dallas, Texas, a city that is under a ransomware attack this morning. We'll be talking about that on this morning's show. Thanks for everyone tuning in. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Good morning to everyone tuning in to this morning's program. Thursday, May the 4th, be with you is our date today as we wrap up a very, very interesting start to the month of May here for cybersecurity practitioners. So let's get going on this morning's show. I'm here down at Data Connectors in Dallas, Texas. So if you're in Dallas and you're not part of the ransomware response team, you should come down here, hang out. I'll be doing some long-form content uh, and short-form content throughout the day here on the podcast. I'm also hosting a panel later on this afternoon. Come by, hang out. And, uh, and, and have a good time with us while we're here in uh, Dallas. And my table's like right here, smack down in the middle. Come by, say hi, grab a sticker. I don't know, hang out. All right. Now, without further ado, let's get into this morning's show. And I've had to lure myself when I travel to taking a, uh, a, an espresso. Now, an espresso is an espresso is an espresso. I need my caffeine fix. I've got a Starbucks double espresso. I'm sorry. Yes, I know. I, I have apologized to my body multiple times for having to do this to my taste buds multiple times for having to do this. Coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. I've had to apologize multiple times for that espresso, but it's the caffeine I need to get through this morning's show. So here we go. Dallas yesterday was hit with a ransomware attack that brought down the police department, city hall, and the court system, even causing jury trials to be canceled as of today. The outage did not affect 911 calls. Those appear to be on a segmented network. Someone I spoke to last night also told me there's some segmentation there where the greatest risk currently for the city of Dallas is, is on the manual dispatch operation for the fire department, which has had to now uh, move away from its computer-assisted dispatch system to a back manual dispatch operation system. I've also been told that they've actually brought in retired firefighters that know the old manual dispatch system to help get the current team on board and deploying it so that there's um, no no disruption of service or or lackluster of service. The city is still dealing with this and it's had limited impact on the city delivery services. That's also been confirmed to us by several people we've spoken to who have firsthand knowledge of what's going on here at the city of Dallas. Um, they're working with their security partners on uh, identifying where this is, no one's claimed responsibility for this ransomware attack as of the time of this broadcast, which is 9.05 Eastern on Thursday, May the 4th, 2023. That could obviously change in, in due time um, as well. So we'll see that. If you're a security practitioner, if you're in the cyber insurance game, the Merck lawsuit must have been front and center for all of y'all. And now a appellate court judge in New Jersey has ruled that the um, cyber attack needs to be covered by the insurance companies. So for those who don't know, during the NotPetya scam, Merck, uh, NotPetya uh, cyber attack, Merck got hit with a, uh, a batch of, of NotPetya. It, it cost them nearly uh, $1.4 billion to, to address this and, and, and do everything they needed to do. And so they then went to their insurance companies and were like, well, we went through this event please pay us our, 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 our policy. They said, no, it's hostile warlike action because it was done by the Russians. And so we're not going to pay you for it. There's actually an exclusion clause for it. Merck for their end sued them for it. And 
now a uh, appellate court judge has ruled that the idea that because it originated from a government or sovereign power or because it was tied to Russia doesn't mean that they can use the hostile war-like action simply because it doesn't meet the definition, the previously court-defined definition of that. So that's significant for so many folks here. Um, that's significant for practitioners. That's significant for cybersecurity insurance companies. You will see heads turn reading this. Chances are this is going to get appealed as well and potentially head to the U.S. Supreme Court um, at that point or the New Jersey Supreme Court and then potentially to the U.S. Supreme Court. I don't think this case is anywhere near over, but this ruling now is the current precedent in the cyber insurance game. Criminals are using the double DLL side loading now to evade detection. This has become a very, very popular. An APT group known as APTQ27 is demonstrating this new trend with several complex variations of the classic DLL side loading technique. These technique variations begin with an initial ve vector that leverages a clean application. Most often they're looking at Telegram that sideloads a second stage payload, sometimes that are also clean, which in turn sideloads a malicious malware loader DLL. The lure victim is a Trojanized Telegram, Let's VPN, or WhatsApp for Android, iOS, or Windows that's been supposedly localized for people in China. This is targeted to Chinese-speaking users in China, Japan, Taiwan, Singapore, Hong Kong, and the Philippines, according to Sophos. And this is, again, probably something that's been developed in some lab somewhere being used. And now that it's been used, now that we know the TTPs of it, you can imagine it's going to get commercialized and get turned against a lot of us here who are practitioners. So this is something to keep in mind. I'm not going to go through the entire technical write-up of this. It is very high-end, but it's worth reading. The notes are in, the, the, the links are in the show notes. Go check it out. You'll definitely want to do that there. Hotels are at risk from a bug in the Oracle property management system. That's the Opera software where the vulnerability in its opera software as complex and hard to exploit is incorrect, according to Oracle uh, characterization, saying this isn't really a big of a deal, while other people say this is huge, and there's that kind of fallback between security researchers who discovered the vulnerabilities and say this is pretty easy to do to the uh, software developers who say, well, not really. So Oracle's described the vulnerability for CVE 2023-219-32 as a complex bug in the Oracle Hospitality Opera 5 property services product that only an, uh, an authenticated attacker with highly privileged access could exploit. They've given it a moderate severity rating of a 7.2 on the CVSS scale based, among other things, on the, the apparent fact that an attacker could exploit it remotely. But researchers who discovered it are saying the company's characterization of the vulnerability is false and in a blog post they're saying that the uh that there, the, there's actually they've achieved pre-authentication remote code execution using the bug when participating at an event last year um the vulnerability doesn't require any authentication to exploit oracle defers there but if you're operating this if you're in the hospitality industry and this is your software choice i would probably pick up the phone i would run a risk assessment on it obviously Meta has taken down a malware campaign that's used chat GBT accounts. Meta said it took steps to take down over a thousand malicious URLs from being shared across the services that were found to leverage open open AI's chat GBT as a lure to propagate about 10 malware families since at least March of this year. The development comes against the backdrop of a fake GBT web browser extension being increasingly used to steal users' Facebook accounts and credentials with an aim and unauthorized ads from hijacked business accounts. Threat actors create malicious browser exception, uh, exceptions. Meta, realizing this, has taken action and taken those down and off.
their um, platform. Another good one. Google Chrome is dropping the browser, the, the, the historic browser lock icon that we're all so used to. Chrome 117 will actually retire the lock icon and replace it with the tune icon. So get your cybersecurity awareness training updates now. This will happen in September of 2023 with the launch of Chrome 117. Beyond the benign eye, eye, um, eye clutter, Google, uh, along with the FBI and others, have said the lock just says it's an HTTPS connection. It gives a false sense of security. They're moving to something a bit better. So from now to September, we've got time to start educating our people on this change and what it really means. And our final story for this morning here, Apple has released its first ever security update for its Beats and AirPods products to patch a vulnerability that can be exploited to gain access to headphones through a Bluetooth attack. The CVE 2023-279-64 was reported to Apple by Yun Hao Chung and Archie Pasaka of Google Chrome OS. The vulnerability has been described as an authentication issue. When headphones are seeking a connection request to one of your previously paired devices, an attack within Bluetooth, Bluetooth range might be able to spoof the intended source and gain access. The firmware updates over the air. Just plug in your AirPods and make sure it's next to the device it's paired to, and the update will be done. That's it for our show here this morning. Short, sweet, to the point. Hope you all enjoyed it. Come by to the Data Connectors in Dallas. We'll be here all day long hanging out. Come say hi. Love to see all of y'all in person if you're in the Dallas area. Until then, have a great rest of the day. We'll be back Monday, back in the studio, 9 a.m. on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Come by. Say hello if you're in Dallas. Otherwise, have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend, and stay cyber safe, y'all. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.